time in several weeks. Welcome back to the Centennial High Points. My name's Ethan, also known as Rocky Mountain Agoras. And I am Nick, also known as underscore November Whiskey on Instagram and now Twitter. And I am Liberty and Landmines or Hunter. We are the men with the faces for radio. Or podcasting. I guess. There's some Same other thing. shit. <laughs> Any other thing that you don't actually see our faces, because we uggos. Well, did you guys see that uh, we made some people's top fives for Spotify war- uh, wrapped? I did. I, I was surprised. <laughs> I made my own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. I didn't even. I didn't even get first place. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get first place on my own either, but you know, it was on there. We tried hard. Yeah, I was I was honestly surprised. So shout out to anyone that actually listens to us. Yeah, yeah thank you. Big we know we've been fucking lazy fucksticks lately for not recording in like zero three weeks. In our, do, our recordings we do do, but do do. <laughs> yeah. And we're <laughs> off to a shit show. You can't imagine why we only have three people who may, we made the top five for. Right, that's probably uh, only three listeners, but, you know, appreciate you guys regardless. Hey, man. Take it where you can get it. That's right. We're doing we're right doing our part. We we are. To, to spread the signal. Can't stop the signal or, you know, whatever. Uh, is anyone drinking anything tonight? Yeah. yeah, I'm drinking a whiskey and ginger beer. Ooh, fancy. It's tasty. Um, I guess I could go grab a water real quick. I don't have, Do some, it. have one right now. I go get one. Make it happen. Okay. Um. Well, I'll give. I'll wait a second. I do have some more Kansas City Brewing, so I'll grab one of those in a, in a hot second. But uh, what are what are we talking about? Oh, we uh, must uh, introduce our topic for the day. We're talking about not being sad boys. <laughs> specifically, I would say. Specifically, I would say during the holidays, right? It's it's been a it's been a year of intention and anger and sadness and anger and intention and sadness and sadness. I think I think I think it's going to come to a boiling point again very 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 soon. Um, should we uh, should we should we do a throwback and talk about Colorado news? We haven't done that in like forever. Yeah, we probably should. Okay, we have uh, news. I got yeah, I got one. You guys ready for that? You might have heard about it. For those living in Colorado, is it the mayor of Denver? No, I mean we'll talk about that too. But um, the Colorado, um, what is it called? The stimulus checks we're supposed to get. It's like anyone that I think it's very specific, but it's like only three hundred and seventy-five dollars or something like that. But it's like anyone who lives in Colorado and is currently like unemployed or something like that is going to be three hundred seventy-five dollars from the state. And I'm like, Damn. that's that's kind of fucking useless, though, isn't it? Like, At this point, like, I got my 375 bonus. one time. Fucking bullshit. Well, like, I get only my, unemployed. Yeah. I get my bonus for work tomorrow, and it was supposed to be like $3,300. After taxes, it was $2,100. <laughs> Oof. Dude, yeah, I checked my, my payment after working a bunch of overtime, uh, working Veterans Day, and I think that was it for that payment. But I was like, I was originally going to get like $2,500 for a paycheck, and then after taxes and all that, it was down to like, 1500 I'm like, I literally lost like $1,000 in taxes God and damn. fees and like other bullshit. I'm like, God fucking damn it. Yeah. I, was, like, I've, I looked at my year-to-date taxes, and I don't make like a ton of money, but my year-to-date, like so far this year, I've paid $11,000 in taxes. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? 
I got I got fucking pissed at work. My coworker asked me if it's all alright. I was like, fuck no, I'm not. Dude, I've I paid like, over twenty grand in taxes, so Yeah, I was like, this is bullshit. I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> Why are you mad? The, the government's robbing me. That's one of I'm, the. Uh, that's one of the great, um, great like, uh, I guess shifts that's happened since like, paper checks have basically been outdated at this point, and everybody uses direct deposit. Like you don't realize how much money you're spending it on taxes every single year. Yeah, because I mean, it's, it's still deposit, right? But like, you have to go and actively search that information out. Right, it's not easy. It's not like a you get your check and you see right there. You have to go, like you said, you have to go look for it. And uh, when it's just a directly deposited, you don't think about it. Like, oh, I just got paid. Like, whatever. I got my money. But then, yeah, you go and look and you're like, fuck. That's so much lost. So much potential wasted. Me looking at every government. <laughs> me, me just looking upon the government. <laughs> every government ever. I know more, I know more than you. <laughs> Did you guys see that um, India is having a communist revolution right now? Where? India. That's wild. I'm down with that. Yeah, because their like government apparently is so corrupt that they're just like, yeah, we're just gonna, we're gonna Bolshevik, I guess. Whatever the kids are calling it. Fair enough. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So they're doing that, and then what I was talking about. A minute ago was uh, the mayor of Denver, whatever the fuck his name is. The dude who comes on the intercom every time you uh, fly into the Denver airport. And he's like, welcome to the city of Denver and like our 300 days of sunshine. Which, by the way, last year was complete horseshit and we did not have 300 days of sunshine. It was so shitty. The weather was so shitty last year. But the dude like basically put out a warning saying not to travel for Thanksgiving and then like... And then traveled himself, that little fuck. Yeah. That bitch boy. Yeah, I fucking... Like, rules for me, or for thee, not for me. Yeah, exactly. It's it's exactly what it is. Like, you guys can't do this, but I'm not you guys, so that sucks. It's like... Uh, and then, like, and then just showed up himself. Two hours later, there was like a private plane or like somebody like flew a drone and caught his fat ass. Sounds about right. Jesus. I mean, I'm around. Uh, like the other one that pissed me. off with for 12 at a closed five-star restaurant in california and opened it for that and just yeah he's a shit bag yeah yeah like yeah. literally got caught being photographed in the restaurant that he shut down for the ronies and it's like dude okay. it, it, like, it's it's time to bring back tar and feathering yeah dude he, he posted a tweet last week about small business Saturday and was talking about make sure he's like, make sure you go out and support small businesses. And somebody replied, he's like, did you forget that you closed them all? God damn. Get slapped. I was like, get clapped. But we're not here to talk about how the government is full of clowns today. We're here to talk about staying positive. Clowns. Which we're clearly not very good at. So what do you guys think? Right? Um, like, honestly, I'll like, say that it. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say like, what do you guys think are some of the better ways to stay positive in face of this adversity? Right? Because anarchists specifically are getting the, the shaft right now, and it's like 
all these two, like these two anarchists derail the train and we're trying to do this and all this other stuff and this dude who said he was going to mail bomb the Federal Reserve on Twitter like a moron I mean respect but yeah you're a fucking idiot yeah so what what do you guys what do you guys think is a good way to like stay above that well I will say the morons I get I get it like I get I get how easy it is to be depressed about everything because everything's always in your face and like you know, it's always blasted all over social media as well as the mainstream media and everything. It's just like, this sucks, that sucks. I mean, well, we see it as that because we see how it really is. But, like, the, you just see the information everywhere. And it's easy to just get, like, fucking that feeling of, like, there's no point, blah, 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 whatever. But I think, like you said, the best way to get around it, at least for me, is just uh, is just find your, find your homies or your group of friends or whatever. Someone that you used to kind of just get away from it and, like, keep it out of your mind a little bit anyway and just have a, a way to relax and hang out with some friends or something. You know, Although that's illegal these days. Well, I mean... Well, so that's the thing, right? Is, like, how do you... Like, because... Like, I have friends outside of the Liberty community, right? I have a ton of them, and... Wow, look at this like, guy over those here. people... <laughs> <laughs> have so many friends, and... A lot of them are like, like their their political ideology has come to the forefront a lot more, and so has mine. And it's it's an awkward like, like you're my friend and I respect you, and I don't want to make everything about politics, but at the same time, like you're not living your life, and that bugs me. Yeah, I've gotten that a lot too. Like even at work, people will talk about you know whatever subject of politics that's going on. Like a lot of them is uh, is is like cops and police because at my work we work directly with them, and uh, it's like a lot of my coworkers will talk about it and they'll say some stuff that I totally just disagree with, and like, like you said, it's kind of awkward if we were just like, hey, I I disagree with that or whatever, especially if it's like a pretty extreme view, like relative. Yeah. Um, so like I usually just try to like, you know, pretend Republican at that time because I just like I don't think it's worth the effort to clash or like butt heads with your coworkers who you like and all that just because mm-hmm. of like a political ideology like you know it's it doesn't have to define who you are obviously and like you may not agree with what you're saying all the way but like i think that's a concession you have to make sometimes because like you said if you're or just sorry. by yourself like if you're the only one at your own work or something like that and like no one likes you because like oh you're just that anarchist you're gonna be miserable so i think it's one of those concessions you have to make where like either pretend to be a Republican or a Libertarian or whatever, whatever you got to say to like, keep these people friendly with you or whatever. And like, yeah, I guess some people might disagree and say like, you're compromising your morals, but I think that's, that is a compromise you kind of have to make to keep the social status quo, I guess. If you well, I think, I think mean. it's, um, I think it's more along the lines, like, I don't know that I would ever defer. Like, honestly, if somebody asks my honest opinion about it, I would tell them, and then they get super awkward and quiet, and then the ch- conversation changes. So maybe that's just me. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm like, in the same I'm, boat as. You. Oh, sorry, Nathan, go for it. Honestly, like, oh, you're, I was just gonna say, like, almost pretending to be apolitical is also like a pretty decent strategy yeah, that I found. Yeah, because it's like, eh, it doesn't really concern me that much. Even if you do have an opinion on it, doesn't mean you have to necessarily put all your shit out there all the time. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Nick, although fortunately I've got a little more leeway with it because, again, with working at the gun shop, like, a lot of them, especially this year, have kind of been driven more towards, like, the, uh, yeah, I'll do what I want, the steak and eat my ass. So that's been kind of nice because, like, the fact where they're like, yeah, like, it's that weird combination of they're like, protect our guns but also cops are still good people and i'm like um so i'm like okay so yeah i've I've had times where they're like again we like i've had to swallow my pride numerous times because of the fact that i've had to train cops how to shoot better and i'm like oh yeah but again i've had cops come on no i've had cops (laughs) come on my like range and i've talked with them and like again I'll still stand by, like, I I do think that there are a lot of cops who go in with this, like, vision of they're actually going to be helping people and doing good things. Good intentions. Again, 
it's just that the system is so utterly broken that they're you, you're not going to do anything that's beneficial to the people. Um, so yes, yeah, so I've had times where I've worked with good intentions. Oh God, yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so I've had to work with like cops, including ones who are absolutely certain that they are just God's gift to the earth, and I'm just like. <laughs> Oh, like me. Oh, you're such a fuck, but I have to roll with you because I work here. Um, but no, so again, it, it's one of those where, again, you you do have to, and it's kind of the way of the world, is you do have to learn to compromise and work with other people in order to make things function. Like, yeah. as much as we'd all love it, just having a perfectly idyllic um, anarchist society is probably not likely given the fact that most people don't necessarily want exactly that. So it's the idea of, okay, how do we voluntarily set up a system where we can have what we want and you can have what you want without either of us forcing our views on each other. So it's a hard balance, but I think we can still achieve it. But again, it's just learning how to compromise and work with other people and still, I don't know, just, just finding happiness in what you do in a day-to-day because that's the hard part is like i think so many people this year especially are having a lot of trouble just finding things to be happy about because it's been a fucking rough year like the government has gone ape shit on their tyranny on everything and oh god yeah and it's just one of those like i don't know it is rough. So I think one of the biggest things that I've learned to do this year is just kind of sit back and really appreciate what we do have. Like, we've got a solid group of friends. I, I like my job at the range despite some setbacks. I have good things around me. I've got, obviously, a good thing with a girlfriend. So it's just one of those where that that's definitely a thing that you can do is kind of self-reflect and see what things are good around you. Sure, there's always stuff to be improved on, and you can take a positive outlook about, hey, I want to work on making this better for myself. Like, I'd like to be healthier in terms of (laughs) this, that, or that. But it's one of those where you can take a positive aspect to improving yourself and also reflect on all the good things you do have so that you don't end up as such a sad boy all year long. Yeah, I definitely agree. And like, I think going back to like dealing with normies and stuff, there's definitely a pick and choose what hill you want to die on. Like, oh. is it worth dying on a hill with you saying cops are bad no matter what and then losing all of your friends at work because they don't believe the same way as you? I don't think so. So like... like- it's definitely, I like, think, that's that kind a of, fight you pick with your dad's with, cop? Yeah, like, is it, I think that's, yeah, you kind of, I think that goes a long way into, like, maintaining that mental health. Like, if you're constantly butting heads with every single person you work with or run into, you're going to be fucking depressed because everyone's going to think you're a fucking idiot most of the time, even though you think you're correct. Like, it's just, like, any kind of political differences. I think it's, you're just always going to be depressed. So I think you got to concede sometimes or just, you know, put on the status quo face to for your own mental health kind of you know way because yeah like if i if i went to work every day and like butted heads with coworkers because they're like oh that's the guy that hates cops or whatever or like that's the guy that thinks anarchy's good or whatever it's it's gonna be miserable for you and uh yeah it's just not i don't think it's worth the effort and time really Especially I mean, I try to just chip away at, like, the foundations of what my bosses believe in. Because, yeah, most of my range bosses are either... In fact, all of them are either ex-police or, like, some sort of thing in the law enforcement, like, background. Right. Right. So it's one of those where, like, I just try to, like, gently chip away at their, like, views of the world. <laughs> where I'm like, yeah, but, like, guess what? The ATF still enforces these laws that are unconstitutional and take away your gun rights and they're still cops. So, and local police sets the perimeter for them. Yeah. That's what, that's what I was going to say next is that's what I usually try to do is like, I don't like just straight up agree with them, but like I try to like pose simple questions to make them think a little bit about it. You know, like, like I think one I remember was uh, like cops shot some autistic teenager or something. Cause he was having an episode and my coworker said something like, like, oh, that, I mean, that sucks, but, like, 
you got to do what you got to do or something like that. I was like, well, what if it was like a private citizen that did it? Would that be acceptable then? And like, well, no. I'm like, well, then what's the difference when a cop does it? And like, it kind of made them think about it for a second. And I'm like, oh, I guess. And I'm like, just kind of like questions like that. that you like kind of slowly just feed them in like some like logic, I guess. Make them think a little bit. And uh, that's kind of what I've been doing at work. I don't think I've turned anyone yet, but at least got, a, at least got their brains thinking. There you go. Yeah. You just have to overwhelm them with so much cognitive dissonance that they're just like, <laughs> either their brain just melts or they just like never talk to you again. Or they actually like take in new information and go, oh. Maybe my ideology has been wrong this whole time. Cops. Yeah. I mean, it's hard though. Like, I think we, I know we talked about it before. Like, that it's hard to break out from that preconceived idea most people have that cops good, government good, you know? Because the indoctrination we've all been through and the billion dollar, trillion dollar a year propaganda machine. So it's it's hard to break out, but I think just posing the small questions like that goes a long way. But yeah, um, I want to kind of off track track there a little bit. No, I think I think that's good, and I I kind of want to build off of um, the question thing, right? Because I think I think questions are a very very good way to um, get through to people, because. There's, there's nothing people like to talk about more than themselves. And it's it manifests in people in different ways, but I think that's also a very good way to maintain relationships with people if you're struggling to do that. And I think, I think maintaining relationships with people is one of the easiest ways to stay positive because humans are social creatures by nature and we're not, we're not meant to be isolated like this in, in perpetuity, right? It, it, it's one of those things that the more you can reach out and ask people about things that they find interesting and it, it makes it easier to find common ground with them too. Yeah, I definitely agree that, uh, you know, you got to find common ground. I think is the first step obviously to build that relationship in the first place. And then mm -hmm. kind of from there, you can kind of feed them. Well, you know, like the thought thought questions where it like, makes them think a little bit. But like, if you try to do that right off the bat to some stranger, they're gonna be like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" You know, like you gotta you gotta it's like have step that... one, go outside. Ah, shit. yeah, fuck. You gotta have that baseline though, and usually, like you yeah. said, common ground is the best way to find it. What else can people do to stay positive? Um, what comes to my mind is working out, working out, or just having a hobby in general, like something mm -hmm. that. Something away from politics and like news in general. Um, you know, like whether it's working out, going for a hike, building something, you know, crafting, playing a game, whatever. Like whatever it takes just to keep your mind away from all the shit going on in the world. That I think helps out a lot. Um, depending on the situation, it can be family. I know, I think Ethan, you want to talk about that a little bit later, but um, if you have a good relationship with your family, even if they, know you're an anarchist or whatever and they still accept you for it then yeah family can be great but if they totally just disown you for it or for whatever any other reason i guess um obviously that's not a good option so it kind of depends on the situation but i think so, i would say family's an option for some yeah absolutely and i think i think your support networks are always important i had a thought on the uh the hobby thing too so i was in therapy for a little while back like a year ago or so and my therapist said something that stuck with me and it was that everybody needs two hobbies at least and the first one should be like a dissociative one so like something that doesn't take any brain power to do so it could be something like knitting or playing video games or watching tv like something that you do to get away from everything and then you should have another hobby that enriches you so like woodworking uh going out with friends like going shooting like we do 3D like that's one of my hobbies that like i find like it's engaging and it gets my brain going and i learn new things from new people and it's something that i enjoy a lot and then on the other side like i watch youtube videos and i play video games and i read whenever i can and stuff like that so i, I think that maintain striking a balance between like doing stuff that is enriching and stuff that just like is mind numbing is also very important yeah definitely definitely have something that 
improves you in some way or another, like you said. Like, yeah, whether it be training and shooting or working out or, like, learning a new skill. I know one thing I like to do is uh, I have an Audible subscription that I've been using a lot. And, like, not even just political stuff I've been learning a lot of, but, like, just kind of, like, better, like, mental habits or, like, general information about whatever. Just something in a way to improve something about, you know, either your physical state or your mental state or, like, your intelligence or something like that. Just something to improve you is a good, definitely a good thing. It, it helps if it's a lot too if it's like measurable because you can see like your progress and see that you're improving i think that's that's very helpful at least for me i mean when i used to work out a lot i don't nearly as much as i should anymore but like you could see how much you're increasing and shit and that was that was always super satisfying and like kept driving you to continue and keep improving and like that's you know nothing to do with politics or anything like that and it just kind of is like an escape to you know work on yourself i think is always good yeah i would agree and again it's just one of those where like like you guys said it's just finding a hobby that you actually enjoy and that improves you is really a great thing so again like one of the ones that i got lucky on and i think ethan can say the same is in terms of being physically healthy I've never been a big gym person. I freaking hate it. I can't stand <laughs> being there, like, ever. Um, and running is for Satan. Um, I can agree with that. <laughs> but um, but no, um, one thing we I think he and I both found is that uh, doing, like, mixed martial arts, and especially Krav Maga, is actually a lot of fun, where it's it's a physical thing where it's good training, but it's also one of those where, like, it helps you physically get in better shape mentally, just kind of like be in a good place. You're, you're interacting with people who are really cool to be around. And it's just one of those where like, it's just a benefit to have around you where you're working out, you're with good people. It's good for your mental and physical psyche. Makes you feel like uh, Plato basically because <laughs> he was not only a philosopher, but also an Olympic wrestler. Oh shit! Was he? I didn't even know that. Wait, say yeah. again. Yeah, Plato was Plato, an Olympic wrestler. So like this dude. Know. Oh this yeah, dude, I knew that. So yeah, it's like this dude was just like absolutely fucking jacked. Like <laughs> Plato comes from I think Platon maybe, which means broad in Greek. So, this so basically, dude is imagine like... this guy. This this guy named Big Chungus fucking shows up, beats the shit out of somebody, and then <laughs> starts talking about the Are you sure you're not thinking of Socrates? No, Plato was definitely a um, Olympic wrestler. So okay. so okay, if you if you look at the triangle right of you know, like athletic, smart, and good social skills, does that mean he was very antisocial or like awkward? Because like, you can't have all three. That's not fair. He was, he was, he was, I mean, he did claim that everybody needed to be ruled by philosopher kings. So, like, so, okay, was, there you go. Yeah. He's, uh, he's a filthy, filthy status. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. There we go. Okay. Yeah. He had, he had yeah. a defect. The reason why, and I was trying to remember the quote, and I've got it, is the reason why I was thinking it was Socrates was, um, well, two different things. But the main one was like a quote from Socrates was, no citizen has a right to be um, an amateur in the matter of physical training. And he was like, what a disgrace it is for a man to grow old without ever seeing the beauty and strength of which his body is capable. And he was like big into like physical training and like being like, hey, like it it really is another art that you should be trained in is physical art and being active and having like your body achieve what it's capable of. Um, And going off of that, I remember there was a... uh, Greek gym, at least going off of, I guess it'd be either him or Plato, where their whole motto was um, literally the motto above the door was strip or retire. And it said, essentially, basically have skin in the game. Like, be willing to sacrifice part of yourself and, like, give part of yourself to achieve better. Like, you should be willing to sacrifice something to make yourself grow more because that's what's going to make you appreciate and achieve better like greater levels than you would know i mean it makes sense the greeks did invent the olympics and they did fuck each other all the time so they probably wanted to look ripped 
And they're also like crazy, but awesome. So yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but yeah, definitely think... mainly the Spartans. Yeah, physical training is definitely a good, at least for me, it's a good escape. At least not, it should be. It's not as much as it used to be anyway. Now that I've gotten older, but back when I was younger, like whenever I was feeling down, I just go to the fucking gym and you know, like work out like fucking crazy and just forget about everything. So I think that's one. Like for some people anyway, that's a good escape. Yeah. Well, I think realistically, you can find a physical outlet that doesn't feel like training to you. Because yeah, that, that I think, is the key for most people. Because, again, it's like, I know a lot of people who really don't like going to the gym. Like, I don't. And, again, it's just, if for, for those people, don't feel disheartened. Find another outlet that's a physical exercise yeah. but doesn't feel like it. Yeah. Like, like you said, Krav Maga works for, for you, and that's great. And, like, other people might be, like, paintball or something like that. Like, hey. paintball kicks the shit out of you if you do it right. Oh, yeah. Speaking um, of, we should definitely all have a group fucking paintball. I'm um, 100% down. Oh, dude, let's I'd get, be so let's down. Get a, let's get a bunch of podcast teams together and just have a paintball tournament. Biting the bullet would probably kick everyone's ass, but. Nah, fuck them. Uh, yeah. We're going to beat Typo's ass. Well, until they, we, until got they more, we got more eating. drugs. <laughs> until they start eating the paint. Bro, yeah, exactly. They are crayons. They're paint. <laughs> the paint's already pre-softened for us. <laughs> They're but milkshakes yeah. now. Yeah, just uh, find find your uh, find your physical outlet. I think yeah, definitely using physical anything to like ex- kind of like it's like a good way to like rid the body of stress and yeah, it keeps like endorphins. Well, yeah. find your physical and also find your mental outlet, like Ethan was saying. Like, yeah, you know, find find a mental hobby that just really satisfies you as well. Like, I mean, I know I enjoy reading, but like, it's just one of those where it, figure out something that you can do that just mentally entertains and engages you. Because the problem is, is like if you get too wrapped up in everything that's going on and get too lost in the sauce of like <laughs> social media and all that shit like you lost in the sauce of life <laughs> yeah, it's, honestly but again it's yeah. like find something that mentally engages you so i mean one of the big ones that i've been trying to get into now and i think ethan's more than happy to help me get into is um i really want to start working on learning to grow my own food and gardening like i th- i think that is just something that most most people in general find rewarding is learning self-sufficient habits because I think people like to learn how to be responsible for themselves. Right. Even, we, even when they don't really realize it off the bat, like I think it's, it's a lot, it's a point of pride for a lot of people to say, I don't need any help. You know, like I did it on my own. I can do this on my own. I think that is a huge point of pride. I know it's at least for me and I'm sure for you guys a lot too, but like, a lot of people, it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't need any help. I can do it by myself. And when you're growing your own food and taking care of your own shit, it, it gives you that feeling. Yeah. And uh, I think that's a good one. Also, another one I was going to say, at least in moderation, I think is the key to it, is like drugs and like, um, like any kind of substance like that. Like, yeah, obviously, there's a point where it's becoming too much. But like, if, you, if you're smart about it, I think drugs like marijuana or alcohol or anything like that can definitely give you a little bit of escape, but it's just it's a very slippery slope. Vision quest. Yeah. Psychedelics. Not that I would know, but take psychedelics. I mean, I would straight up say take shrooms at least once in your life. Like, you mean anything once, right? But like, yeah, it's definitely a slippery slope. And then like three more times just to make sure. (laughs) It's like anything though. You can't get, like you said, lost in the sauce. But like, I think it can definitely give you that escape, especially psychedelics. (laughs) But that's, I think that could be another option if you're smart about it anyway. Kind of like anything. I mean, you can get lost in any kind of, I've heard of people getting lost in their hobbies or their job, but you know, I mean, people be... have gotten lost in fucking Minecraft, dude. So <laughs> don't don't play the Minecraft though. Which is yeah, anything in moderation is is good. Because like yeah, I mean, some people love baking, but if you bake too much and eat your your product too much, you're fat fuck, and I can't do. Dude, nothing. I will <laughs> say, baking is one of the best depression cures. Ever. 
Ethan, for you, that makes a lot of sense. Ethan, for you, that makes so much sense. On night shift, when I worked on Night Shift, I fucking hated my life for like 10 months straight. And there's nothing to do at 3 o'clock in the morning when you're wide, wide awake because you've been on shift for five days straight. And then you had to work 6 a.m. So then you slept after your 6 a.m. shift on Saturday and then woke back up at like 8 at like 4 o'clock and then stayed up until like 4 a.m. because you just couldn't go back to sleep. And like, you're like, well, fuck, what am I going to do? I'm like, well, I guess I could bake some bread because like I've got flour and everything for it. And there's there's something very, very gratifying about like making something and calling it your own. Exactly. It's like back to self-sufficiency. Like I did this. This is mine. Yeah. Well, especially with the way the world, yeah, I was just going to say, especially with the way the world is today, like having something that like, cause that's that, that I do honestly think is part of human nature and human spirit is that whole ideal of like being like a pioneer of like, you want something to be originally yours. That's why humans like exploring and seeing new things and doing all that. Like, it's just, it's something we like to do is a species humans naturally like to learn things yeah so again it's one of those where just like you said nick like if you can look at something and look at like a a, especially for like physical projects of like you built something or done something you can look at it and you can be like i did that like it, it is a physical thing that you can look at and give that mental gratification of like that was me I did that. No one else did it. Like, so maybe have some DIY projects where you'll really just help learn and develop a lot of skills that can help yourself, but also just mentally, it's just going to be one of those things where it may not even be something that's really that important. Go build birdhouses. Who gives a shit? Just do something where like you can look at it and see the progress you make and be proud of yourself for what you've done. Yeah, like it's no one can take away the fact that you I mean they can take away the, the product, but they can't take away the fact that you built something or you made something. And yeah. I think that that gives people that's a huge point of pride for a lot of people. And uh, I think it's very healthy for like the mental health of someone. It's just like, again, something to do. Like I know a lot like with, like smokers and stuff is they, they don't do it because they enjoy it so much. I mean, that's part of it. But like a lot of it's just to keep their hands busy where like you could, like you said, build whatever and that's keeping your hands busy as well as being productive and producing something and a lot better for your health in general <laughs> generally yeah yeah <laughs> typically yes but yeah there's a lot i think like building something or producing some sort of product is is great and then we've got a late joiner there. here so uh you want to introduce yourself how you doing faggots is all I- good Heard about product? I was gonna say devil's hands, idle hands is devil's work. Yeah, we're talking about uh, how to maintain good mental health and happiness during the shit year and times and holidays in general. Um, getting back talking to the basics. Actually, that's a good one that we didn't talk about yet. How to deal with family and relatives on holidays? Oh God, because it was to Thanksgiving. Drink, drink a lot. Drink more. <laughs> How many drink times? Says, yeah, you had to deal I with the shitty uncle or the shitty whoever that you see at Christmas parties or at Thanksgiving parties or whatever. I treat them like the the meme, you know the, the 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 meme where they're like, your uncle's marching down the street, like during the Civil War with his MAGA hat on. It's like shame, and he's loading a shotgun. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You just you just let him have it. Oh yeah, bro. They, and in your they, own family. Well, you know me. Oh, my yeah, entire family. I'll, I'll I'll just spit out my you know like, I'll bring out the little philosopher cap, and they're like, "Well, that that, that doesn't mean it's just right." And I'm like, "Well, it's purely <laughs> logical." So, Logan's so, just, just like, just "I publish papers. Eat my ass." <laughs> well, again, the big one is just be like, "Okay, poke the hole in the logic of it." So, like, yeah, I'm slowly trying to convert my family to anarchism, and it's a. Uh, it's a it's a long road to say the least. Like I've got I got my mother. My mother's on board. But oh, dude, else my is mother is the biggest statist of my entire family. Uh, <laughs> like she's excited for the vaccine, and she's excited that it no. should be mag- mandatory. Oh, did you hear what's going on with that vaccine? 
apparently there's some hackers. Um, uh, they're uh, they're they're like stopping shipments, shipments around around the world. They said they were like part of a bio lab, <laughs> and then they weren't. <laughs> Fucking oldest trick in the book. <laughs> the old switcheroo. But but I think that 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 like presents a lot of fucking like like digestible information. One, the 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 leading leading scientists, uh, like researchers and states in the world, <laughs> lost the most vital vaccine to a bunch of hackers who said they worked for a lab. That was it. That that's one. Nice. And two, uh, they they found some uh some some gross shit about it. So. I mean, they found a lot of gross fucking shit about it, dude. Did you see, oh, what, yeah. you see what Obama said? Yeah, he said he was going to go in front on. of everybody. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, I'll go on like, national TV Obama, and get it. Saline. Yeah, that's what everyone's saying. Like, yeah, a saline syringe, and then they'll just say it's the virus vaccine. It's like fucking when he went and, uh, excuse me, when he went and uh, fucking <laughs> drunk the water. <laughs> It's like the most baby little snip I've ever seen. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Obama. He wet Stop. his lip. And he was like, it's all good. <laughs> Remember yeah. when he forced you to have health care and find you if you didn't get it? <laughs> Filthy bitch. Um, Remember, Remember he had the most bombings in any president in history? <laughs> but That's somehow incredible. he won a Nobel Peace Prize? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, fucking my mom is like, She's like, yeah, I'm gonna be one of the first in my like uh, my group to get it, and I'm like, cool. I literally won't. She's like, well, they're talking yeah. about making it va- mandatory to like travel or work, and I'm like, yeah, I- I'd rather die. So I'd rather, uh, I'd rather drive everywhere. I've got a back to basics book. I'll live. Yeah, like we uh, buys guys, one book on farming. <laughs> Calls it good. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. I think I'll be good. <laughs> guys, we get on. Are we gonna make some crypto selling fake vaccine cards, dude? I yeah, know. yeah, the fake vaccine, uh, like a that's already a black market. Do you see Let's how Bitcoin it. blew up lately, bro? I know. I was yeah. invested in it. I made like eighty dollars. <laughs> that's like you invested like ten bucks. <laughs> I did. Hey, that's money. <laughs> it's still, I mean, it's still profit, but like. <laughs> Money's money, yeah, dude. It's, got, it's like I double the price. Well, it's fucking it's $19,000, bud. How is it going to invest? Yeah, nine, that's, not, that's more than my net worth. That's just dude, so that funny that it went soul. up so much. Like I made 80 bucks. Oh, <laughs> I had like, that really hurts because I had probably like seven, 800 bucks in Bitcoin and I needed to pay some bills. So I sold that bitch. Back Bro, you could have had like, like two, three grand. Oh, I know. I, I was literally like, at that point, I had like, it was at that point, it was selling for about eleven. So, had I held on to it, I would have had. Oh yeah, bro, that's a lot. Yeah, it's almost a. That's almost like a. It's almost 50 a double jump. Yeah. It's okay. I've had worse. When Bitcoin first came out, I had an opportunity back in like twenty fucking thirteen or something to buy some. And you didn't. <laughs> oh, dude, I was a stony baloney. Where I could buy Bitcoin for like, I think it was like ten. At bucks. that point, cheap. it was like no, it was dirt cheap. It was like less than a buck still at that point. Oh yeah. From what I'm thinking, it was like, I think it was like twenty three or twenty four cents of Bitcoin. I oh, could yeah. have bought some then, and I was gonna buy a hundred dollars worth. Had I done that <laughs> and held it, you I would have literally had over a hundred million dollars. I say you wouldn't be talking to us. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you filthy pores. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Bali right now, living with yeah. celebrities in their mansions and saying we're all yeah, this he'd together. Be, he'd be on like Epstein's island. It's okay, <laughs> unlike you filthy sluts, I have junk silver and gold, so I've still made some pretty good money. I uh, oh my God. basically doubled in value. Living in your world. We're all in this together. Was... <laughs> you mean our me silver and gold? <laughs> Guys. <laughs> What is this? Guys, I'm going to send you guys a meme in this chat. <laughs> My friend, the communist. <laughs> I have a... Here, Bernie. My friend, the communist. I'm once again asking for financial support. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Speaking of silver and gold, guys, I was sent a tweet today, and it was every leftist girl's boyfriend looks like Yukon Cornelius. 
Jesus. Oh, God, is that you wrong, Cornelius was the first anarchist in stop motion. Was he? Was he an anarchist? he was all about that silver oh, and gold. He was, he he was, was. a capitalist. <laughs> I've, had, I've had two revelations about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Rangers. He told me about that. Today. Oh, my God. Ethan, are we back Say it up? again. Fucking okay, Jesus. So, We're just so like back on Sonic. Look what you've Rudolph, got. Look what Rudolph for people at home. Yeah, so there, so there's t- normally two schools of thought on Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the movie. The I first one is when you're a little thought. kid. It's when you're a little kid, and you're like, this movie is great, and like it's a happy ending, and Rudolph gets accepted by everyone. The adult version is, what the fuck? They're only accepting to him because he's useful, which is not why you should value people. And like Santa's a dick to him the whole movie, and his dad's a dick Slave to him. labor. And he's basically like, just utilized for his like what was originally a disability and now it's useful so it's fine but a red nose is also slang for like an alcoholic so i want to propose the theory that rudolph is actually a story about overcoming your alcoholic addiction or like any addiction and becoming a functioning member of society again i think we can make a stop motion surrounding that i think he's just like just like (laughs) rudolph Quit hitting the sauce, and he's like, "Shut up, bitch!" Shut up, bitch! I think of that. You can play the elf. You can play the dentist, Elf Logan. What's his name? Why weren't Uh, you at elf practice? Why weren't you at elf practice? I was like, I was, I was, uh, I was getting Rudolph hammered. I was getting lost in the sauce with the Rudolph. And then. (laughs) Jesus. I'll I'll be Yukon Cornelius and I'll be like investing in crypto instead of silver and gold. Hey guys, we already got a whole plot going. If anyone steals <laughs> this idea, I'm not gonna do anything because uh, IPs are fake. Intellectual property is a scam, and we'll just do it better. It is. Damn straight. Fuck your patent, bro. Mm. Gage, fuck. All right, guys. Let's uh, let's start wrapping. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's time to. <laughs> I'm with you, Ethan. I think it's time to tap out on that one. Um, <laughs> I think yeah, that's good. So, anywho, um, anywho. Be kind to each other. Be kind to yourself. What are your guys' yeah. extras? I don't watch your show. But do watch the Tactical Buffaloes. If you want to be gay. <laughs> I'm just going to edit it out. <laughs> no. <laughs> do it. <laughs> but Please. anywho. Um. No, it, it's one of those where, again, like, this year's been rough, and life in general can just be rough. So, as we kind of touched on this whole episode, invest in yourself physically and mentally. Find a physical outlet that you enjoy that is still healthy for you, whether it's walking through the park or some sort of mixed martial arts or exercising who gives a shit just find something that's physically healthy for you and mentally healthy for you in terms of like a hobby of like who knows maybe you like painting or reading or gardening just just find something where it is mentally health healthy for you and be sure to take the time to appreciate milestones of where you've actually made achievements and growth that's good that's well a, said. That's well said. Well said. Yeah. Uh, Ethan, do you have any any other last minute additions? Um, my last thought is be kind to each other and be kind to yourself. Aw, that's sweet. And do psychedelics. And do shitloads <laughs> of drugs. And get your yeah. ass back to Colorado, you little bitch. I was about to say the the, the height, the, the fucking the fucking centennial ain't in centennial. There's two of the three. We're still good. Well, three of the four right now, so eat shit, Ethan. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Yeah, I don't really have anything else to add. I think everyone's kind of covered it. Just find some sort of outlet to improve yourself physically or mentally or intelligence or whatever. can I say something? Can I say something? I guess. Let's go, yeah. No, absolutely not. No, wait, wait, wait. I think it's good. I think it's good. Uh, They they were talking about, like, uh, if you're in a rough spot, you know, uh, uh, let's be rough with each other. That's that, all sounds gay. that sounds really Ethan, gay. Or Logan, I think that's what I was trying to intend it to be. Oh, okay, good then. All right, we're good. Yeah. Square. 
Um, but no, actually, if you are Buddy, in a rough uh, spot, do reach out to people and like you you've got people around you. you you're never alone, so be happy with what you have. Be happy. <laughs> All right, everybody, go follow Liberty and Landmines. Go follow uh, Rocky Mountain Gore. Go follow Whiskey November. Uh, um, <laughs> go ahead. go follow Gores for Volunteerism and listen to the Tactical Buffaloes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And listen to the Centennial uh, High Points, and then we're going to cut out the uh, tactical buffalo part there. Um, Yeah. Just for some housekeeping, I guess, if anyone's made it this far, um, congrats, you crazy bastards. But uh, (laughs) I think next week we're going to be doing an episode with Biting the Bullet, so that'll be sick. Look out for that. And um, I think the week after that, our plan is to get Flintlocks for Freedom, and we'll talk about the prison system, so that should be pretty interesting. Oh, we had him do that with us. And yeah. I'll probably be hopping on with uh, Goon Squad again, so Ooh, look yeah. out for that episode. episode. And, also, and stop, stop, fuck you. <laughs> I was going to say, Logie Boy, do you want any of us to hop on Tactical Buffaloes? Uh, we'll do that soon. Next week, we're getting Sal the Agorist on. Man has oh, interviewed... Nice. John McAfee, Walter Block, and we're going to talk about counter-economics. So uh, get ready for that. We're going to get John McAfee on our podcast, even though he's in prison right now. (laughs) We got our ways. We should uh, should definitely do a a Buffalo High Point crossover soon. I think that would be good. That'd be a a hoot and holler, as they say. We would need a Militarized Snippers has hopped on our podcast more than enough times for him to be part of it anyway. (laughs) We, All right. we, we um, definitely need a talking pick if we do that. Yeah, well, the, we'll have to somewhat keep it on track, but knowing all of our podcasts, it's going to be hard as well. Is that like talking about Cox the whole time like I did in episode two? <laughs> God <laughs> damn you. Um, all right. Um, yep, I think that's tap out time. <laughs> we'll just end so it. I'll start it off. I'm Liberty and Landmines or Hunter. Thank you I'm so much for this. bothering with us. Sorry you've had to deal with this. And this is our closeout. <laughs> Uh, I am Nick, also known as November Whiskey. Yeah, appreciate you guys sticking around and listening to all of our rambling and drunken talks and whatever else. Um, Ethan, also known as Rocky Mountain Agorist. Keep an eye out for the Red Nose Reindeer remake. Hey, I'm Logan. Thank you. Agorist for Voluntarism, the former Agorist for Liberty. Uh, go listen oh, to the tax boy. Imagine getting zucked, lol. Fuck you! We're sitting in the